Back to the crossover podcast, show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time as we are talking week five in the National Football League. Uh, joining me today, and it's his birthday. How's it going? Happy birthday, Bill! Thank you, sir. Good to have you back, man. Um, also joining me today, Craig Needles. How's it going, Craig? Doing well. All right. Good to have Extremely you back well. as well. Yeah. Uh, quick thirty seconds on the Leafs' first game, which just finished. Didn't play very well, but it turns out that if you have Austin Matthews and John Tavares in the same team, you can uh, not get that many shots and still win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Figured, figured as much. I, like, it basically, I, I, it just reiterated the fact to me that you're you're going to get every team's best on every night. They, like, I think that fact was very much proved to me because the Habs on paper are dog shit, and they <laughs> just were peppering shots on the net tonight. So, yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, week five in the National Football League. Uh, week four was not kind to us, gentlemen. Not gambling-wise. Gambling-wise, we did pretty well. But all three of our teams lost. All three of our teams. Very winnable games. And yep. all three of our teams had a moment where we kind of got sunk. I, my team, last-second field goal. Bill's team, uh, fumble on a drive to tie it. And, and Craig's team, had, you had, what, a third and 20 or something like that? Second and, second and 30. Second and 30, that's what it was. Yes, yeah. which was eventually converted on a left-handed pass by Patrick Mahomes for some yeah. reason. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was basically there were about seven or eight plays in that game that if they don't go a certain way, Denver wins, and they all went against Denver. So not the best. Well, they covered at the very least. Well, they covered it. Actually, that game got middled. I, I, don't, I don't know if you read about that, because it opened up at Denver plus five and settled at Kansas City minus three and a half, and Kansas City ended up winning by four. So Vegas got middled on that game in certain, certain instances. So that, that was an ouchie of a Monday nighter for, for Vegas, actually. Um, let's head right into week five. Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I hate this week from a gambling perspective, guys. I hate, I absolutely hate all of the Lions this week, except... For this one, uh, oddly enough, uh, the Indianapolis Colts are heading into New England. New England minus 10. Uh, that line's too high. I'm taking the Colts. What do you think, Bill? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely take the Colts. I hate betting against. I mean, the Colts are a bad team, but New England's not as impressive as they usually are. I think they are getting a bit of a bump because they're New England. Uh, but New England on a short week, they're going to win this game handily. I'd be worried about a backdoor cover, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I like Indianapolis more than I like New England. Anything to add on this one, Craig? Not really. I um, I look at the Colts' injury sheet and think to myself, this might be one that the Patriots win with relative ease. I think we were waiting for the real Patriots to show up, and they did against Miami. Um, I would not want to be going against Bill Belichick on a Thursday without T.Y. Hilton, without Jack Doyle. And the Colts already obviously have problems blocking people. Uh, Julian Edelman's back. I'm I, I, I'm taking the Pats here. Home team on a Thursday and the road team is already banged up. I know it's a lot of points, but I'm taking the Pats. Really? I just it's... And it might be one of my five. Like I just think that New England's going to dominate this football game. I find you get conservative games on Thursdays. You get a lot of slow play. Nobody wants to make big mistakes early, so I, I find this... Yeah, but oh. is that really a thing that you have to worry about when you have the same guys running the same offense forever? Yeah, that's true. Like, this is Tom Brady. I don't think you're stressed about mistakes or whatnot. That's I just, true. I just think, well, Gronkowski's a little banged up, so there's that. They already yeah. have Julian Edelman back, as you mentioned. Uh, to, to me, these teams are ranked 15 and 16 in DVOA, so that suggests they're relatively even based on what we're seeing here. Yeah, yeah I've, I just have a hard time believing that the Patriots are going to settle in a 15th. You know? True. I'm just saying that it, it's, it's like, as of right now, these two teams are, are relatively even, and, and it's plus 10. I, I think we watched New England beat up on Miami, who, quite frankly, is not great. That said, Miami is ranked 6 in BVOA, so there's that. And uh, New England kicked the piss out of them on, on Sunday night. 
but Miami, I think, is more fraudulent than than the Colts. To be perfectly honest with you. Oh, I agree. I, I agree entirely. I just think that the Patriots are reverse fraudulent. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. They're yeah. actually quite good, and they look bad for a couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just. I I know ten is a lot, but I just think that the Patriots are just going to come out and, and lay it to them on Thursday. All right, so we disagree on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, both teams relatively even against the spread. Colts one and three, and Patriots two and two so far. Um, let's head to the Sunday night games. First up, the Tennessee Titans are heading to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Tennessee minus three and a half on the road. Uh, I'm just I I would like to. Quick apology to anyone who listened to our our over unders win totals podcast and <laughs> may have have listened to, had had heeded my advice on some of these uh, NFL picks because it, it's been brutal so far and the number one culprit of this is this fucking Tennessee Titans team I hate this team with a fiery passion I three and I, one look and they I, are I know what you thought. Shit. Pro- I understand. I know what your thought process was on them. Oh, they won a lot of close games. I still think that, yeah, they're winning close games. I think that the coaching is has been a bit better. And I think if you throw out that weirdo week one in Miami that took literally seven hours to play, um, they've, they've looked okay so far. And yeah, they scraped one out in Jacksonville. But guess what? That's how you have to win in Jacksonville. They beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Didn't look great. But guess what? That's how you have to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm... I'm I think the Tennessee team might be all right, and I love them only giving three and a half against Buffalo, but the Bills look just horrifying against Green Bay. Like it, it basically felt like they couldn't get a first down. The Packers' defense is good, but it's not as good as Tennessee's. I, oh, I, uh, I, I would be fearful of what the offensive day is going to look like if I were a Bills fan. I'm taking Buffalo. What do you think, Bill? I like Tennessee here. I really do. This is a I hold your nose Buffalo. and take it for me. It's a hold your nose. Like this, this, this is the game where the sharps they don't look at the team names. They just take, they take Buffalo. They, take some they yeah, they just home. take the home team that's getting points. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to do the same here. Plus, I'm just I doubling down on this shit Tennessee Titans team. Oftentimes, you watch teams and you, and you say things like, "Well, they're not as bad as that." I think Buffalo is abysmal. I think they're gonna be horrible all year and consistently. And I think Tennessee can get an easy W here. Yeah, the DVOA rankings would absolutely agree with you, Bill. Uh, Buffalo is dead last in DVOA. Tennessee is only 22. Just further pissing me off that they're a completely fraudulent franchise, and somehow they keep playing like teams like Buffalo every fucking week. God, this just completely <laughs> pissed. This is I'm so pissed off. Let's let's move on. Uh, actually, it doesn't get any better for me because I've got the New York Giants who have been pissing me off as well by not winning, and yep. Carolina who's been pissing me off by mostly winning. And the Giants are heading to Carolina. Carolina's minus seven at the beginning of the year, I would have said. Two weeks ago, I would have said take the Giants and and run with it. Uh, Not so much anymore. I hate both these teams. Carolina minus seven. Stay away from me. What do you think, Craig? I like the Giants. Okay. I just just think that the Giants are going to be able to keep this game close. I think Carolina is not a full touchdown better than the Giants. Uh, I know that the Giants had a hard time against the Saints, but I think... Uh, not it's it's weird to already know this in uh, through only four weeks of games, but we're gonna look back on that Saints Buccaneers game week one and just think that, that was a bizarre bizarre outcome because the Saints are the Saints are who we thought they are, which is a really really good football team. So the Giants kind of uh, getting licked by them this week isn't something that I'm gonna lose a lot of sleep over. I'm not sure how good Carolina is. Uh, I think the Giants keep this close. The Giants defense isn't bad. Carolina Carolina had a are coming off a bye week, so they are well rested. For, for this particular game. Yep. Um, Carolina 8th in DVOA rankings right now. New York Giants 26th. Oh, God. That's so upsetting. Um, anything to add to this one, Billy? Uh, not particularly. I, I think the Giants are a middle-of-the-road team probably, so I don't think they need to be given up 7 here. Um, I think that's a little bit high. Uh, so I take the Giants. Um but not with any strong emotions tied to it. Like, I just think the Giants are a little bit better than a full touchdown there. If the Giants could just pull out a, a upset victory on the road here for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be adverse to it. I uh, should mention the two bye teams this week. The Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not playing this week. Um, next up, Miami at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been very good to us so far as far as betting the spreads. 
despite the fact that they are... Yeah, they're 3-1 and one against the spread right now. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that they were completely undervalued at the beginning of this season. And I think that they are no longer undervalued. So it might be time for us to go the other way on Cincinnati, you guys. Cincinnati is minus 6.5 against Miami. What do you think, Bill? Uh, yeah, I think I got to go Cincinnati here. Um, so do I. Yeah, I, I think Miami, they're, they're both not particularly great teams, but Cincinnati at home should be able to beat Miami, and Miami, I think, is really having trouble getting it together. I don't think they'll be able to move the ball very well. Greg, anything to add on this one? I, I really like the Bengals. I, the Bengals, I think you're right, were undervalued, but now they're just properly valued. To me, if like you said, Pierce, I think you're right, Miami is fraudulent. Um, and they've been fraudulent this whole time, and the Patriots exposed that for us. I think the Bengals are going to uh, really hammer them. The Bengals are good, man. The Bengals are good. Miami's 60 uh, away. Yeah, and last year, the only problem with the Bengals was they couldn't block anybody. They have fixed that. They went out and got Cordy Glenn, and they've got healthier on the offensive line. They spent some draft capital there. So I, I, I like the Bengals, man. I think they're good. Yeah, I think they're good. I just don't think this is the week to bet them. Two weeks ago, they're only getting like three or three and a half, right? In this game, if this, if this game is a week ago, it's like probably almost a pick. Yeah, because Miami was still riding high. Yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. Maybe not. I just, I just think the Dolphins are really bad. Yeah, and I have no interest in giving less than a touchdown for them on the road against a good team. Six and That's seventh it. in D, six and seventh in DVOA. So on paper, Miami's this is seventh. Miami is, Miami's sixth in DVOA. They're ahead of Cincinnati. Oh, oh. they're seventh. I, in I have ranking. a hard time with that because I just, well, again, it's the eye test and whatnot, but yeah. I just think that. They're not uh, they're not as good as they looked the first couple weeks. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. Um, Carolina, Cincinnati, three and one against the spread. The Dolphins also three and one against the spread. I don't know. This to me just seems like a zigzag week. Like I'm gonna stay away from this game, but I feel in my gut that Miami is the play here because I think Cincinnati can still win this game, but it might just be like a squeaker sure. for me. Um. Baltimore heading to Cleveland. Cleveland, this is another hold-your-nose game for me. Cleveland is getting three at home. Baltimore, short week-ish. They had the Sunday nighter where they pretty much tattooed the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Although, that looked like it was heading to what? Like, they got up to that 14-point lead, and then the second quarter happened, and the Steelers tied it, and it was like, oh, here we go. Baltimore blowing another lead against Pittsburgh, and then I don't think they allowed another point the rest of the way. I think Cleveland just keeps finding ways to lose. I don't know. The Sharps would just look at this and say, you got to take Cleveland in the points here. It's just, it's so weird to me that Baltimore's only giving three on the road. I feel No, like I've, so I'm, I'm, take, I'm taking the Browns in the points. I, th- I think really? so, too. I think you just hold your nose and, and, and take the Browns. Uh, make, that, make, make the case for the – sounds like you want to make the case for Baltimore there, Bill. I certainly like Baltimore better than Cleveland. Mm. Cleveland was able – I mean, they, they played fairly well against the Raiders, and they looked somewhat decent. Uh, but Baltimore's looked all right for a couple weeks in a row. They look like they can throw the ball around a little bit. They have a better defense than the Raiders, I think. Um, they're not going to let the Browns score 42. Um, I think they can come up with a win here and, and buy more than three. I don't know. I think this is just a classic hold your nose and take Cleveland here. They may, they might be one of my five. Yeah, I really hate this week. I really and truly hate this week. Um, next up, Green Bay Packers heading to Detroit. This line has moved a little bit in this week. My beloved Lions, I believe, opened up as a one-point favorite, and now that has been bet to Green Bay minus one. I believe that's public money driving that, though, from what I read, and not sharp money. So take that for, for what it is. Uh, another home. I just don't know what to expect from this from this Lions team. I don't know what to expect from this Green Bay team. Uh, could go either way for me. This game's a stay away. What do you think, Craig? Uh, I I like the Lions. Okay. I, yeah, I I think my case is uh, the Lions are pretty. I, I think the Lions are better than they've shown. And obviously, we still have what appears to be a banged-up Aaron Rodgers. Didn't really have to test him because Buffalo's offense couldn't do anything this past week. 
Um, but I, uh, I I like to trade it home. I mean, you're you're. I think you're getting two teams that are of relatively equal value, at least in my eyes, and you are getting. So I'm taking the home team. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I am. Where I think these are fairly evenly matched teams. I think they're going to play a pretty good game together. At the end of the day, I'll take an extra point for the team at home. All right. Jacksonville is heading to Kansas City in what I believe is the marquee matchup of the week and should be flexed into Sunday night and get that Texas death match out of the Sunday nighter. God, that's ugly. Um, Kansas City getting the three-point bump. Uh, I'm going to throw this one to you, Craig. You just your team just faced Patrick Mahomes. So what say you? Kansas City on the short-ish on the short week. The Broncos played so well for three and a half quarters against this offense, but eventually there's just too many dudes who are good. Yeah. Not not even just Mahomes, but everybody else. Someone's going to make this, a play. Yeah, this is a great football game. Um, I, I guess I like Kansas City, but this is a this is a great football game. And here's the thing: like Mahomes has such a uh, he's got a pretty good grasp of the offense right now. Obviously, more than a pretty good grasp of the offense. And further to that. Just even when things aren't necessarily going great for him, he finds a way to, to, to make plays with his legs, or he does that ridiculous left-handed throw. Like, he's... Dude, he's uh, he's he's the real deal. He's the real deal. And I'm uh, not really looking forward to my team going against his for twice a year for the next decade. That's not going to be any fun for me. But that's the situation we're in. Kansas City ranked third in DVOA right now. First in special teams, second in offense, thirty-first in defense. Yes, they're bad on defense. That will, haunt, and that's that why will, that can haunt them this season. Clearly. That's why that will that will haunt them most likely in the playoffs as well. Um, Jacksonville fourth in DVOA, so you don't really get much. Uh, you don't really get much difference there. Um, both teams pretty good against the spread so far. Uh, I have this as a stay away. I, quite frankly, I just want to sit back and watch this and enjoy it without having any money on it. What say you, Bill? I like KC, and they're sitting at you know something ridiculous, like 35 points a game or some high number like that. And I don't think Jacksonville, even with Kansas City's porous defense, is going to be able to score that many. So I think Kansas City outscores them by quite a bit here, and, and they cover that spread. Kansas City, one of two teams that are currently 4-0 against the spread. Hmm. Who's the other team? The other team is the Los Angeles Rams. Interesting. And the only team that has failed to cover a game... Anyone? Anyone? Arizona Cardinals, 0-4 so far. And I believe I've had them the whole way here on a a couple of games. I've had them on a couple of games, that's true. Um, Next up. Craig, your Denver Broncos on a short week get the New York Jets, who are on the super rest, having played the Thursday game last week. And the Jets are getting one, Craig. The Jets have the super rest. Well, not the super, but the 10 days rest. Denver has six. Denver's flying across the country. As soon as I saw this game in the schedule, I was concerned about it. Um, And I'm still concerned about it. This is uh this is not great. Um, the Broncos are better. Uh, the Broncos are better than the Jets, but we'll see. With all those things factors going against Denver, that's that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, I think if you're betting this, you have to take the short home favorite, which I don't. I just. Ooh. Yeah, now that I'm staring at this game, I'm just like, should I be taking the Jets as one of my five here? It seems yeah, it really seems like the factors are working against the. But then you look at the Jets and you go, what the fuck have the Jets done since yeah. week one? Since no, week yeah, yeah. One, the, right? the Jets, the Jets are probably pretty bad. Yeah, like like the, like the a better team. Denver should be able to win this game. You're right, the scheduling probably isn't on their side. But if you're just looking at these two two teams on paper, you probably assume Denver wins this game. So I take Denver. Yeah, getting the better team with point. I just like man, the short home favorite. I can't imagine. I would imagine this is one of the least bet games of the week. If if I had the numbers in front of me right now, I I would think that that is there's probably not a lot of action on that. That's why the line's so weird. 
last up, game of the 1 o'clock slate, the Atlanta Falcons are heading to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers, real. these are two teams. Th this is the kitchen sink bowl right here, is it not? Both these teams, 1-3, and three, or like Pittsburgh's 1-2-1 one, and one, or whatever the hell they are right now. And we thought we were going to get a lot better from these guys, and so far we have not. Atlanta is probably the most unlucky team in the league, I would say. Although they're only um, if you look DVOA, at their right? finishes, yeah. Well, if you you have to look at their finishes for whether they're lucky. Yeah. But I think the true unlucky part has been no Ricardo Allen, no Keanu Neal, no Deion Jones. I, I keep coming back to that, but those are those guys are the heart of that defense, and they're not around. So Absolutely. that's a real problem. Yeah. Pittsburgh's minus three. What do you say, Bill? I I think I like. I like this to be a fun game. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, uh, the the over under by the way on this game is fifty seven, which <laughs> I feel that's in play in the first half. Yeah, <laughs> because both these defenses are not good, and both these offenses are really humming. Hmm. Not not as much Pittsburgh last week, but Atlanta certainly is, and like they they look great. And Calvin Ridley's been one hell of an addition to that offense. You have to pay all that attention to Julio Jones. Ridley's gonna make you pay a little bit. You might have to. Stop paying so much attention to Julio Jones. No, I, I love the Falcons' offense, and Matt Ryan's humming along with a 114 quarterback rating so far this year, and somehow the team's 1-3. and three. <laughs> Can't blame him. Um, I like the Falcons. I think that Pittsburgh – Just I think this is just the weirdo season for Pittsburgh where nothing goes their way. Has that uh, ever happened for Pittsburgh, though? No, it doesn't, but yeah. we already had the Le'Veon Bell thing. We have that mm -hmm. weirdo Antonio Brown stuff. Roethlisberger had another lousy game against Baltimore, so give me the Falcons here. Like I just, I'm just not sure how good the Steelers are at this point. And one thing, here's what I know about the Steelers is they can't stop anybody. Yeah, that's what I know about them. Yeah, the offense might be fine, but I know the Steelers can't stop anybody. Anything to add to this one, Bill? And that's pretty much it. I think both of these teams are going to be hucking the ball around. And at the end of the day, I would trust the Atlanta offense to do more damage than the Pittsburgh offense. So I'll go with Atlanta. All right. Uh, what's the Scott Hansen game, Craig? Oh, Tennessee Buffalo. Yeah. I have no interest in seeing that on my television. <laughs> yeah, Scott Hansen, do not show that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, marquee matchup for the one o'clock games. Uh, no brainer. Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Oh, Moving that's on. great. Yeah. That's yeah. Pittsburgh, great Pittsburgh, Atlanta is going to be fun too, just fun from the perspective well. of. Yeah, they're not yeah, necessarily. From the perspective of, I like I like forty-five yard touchdowns. Pittsburgh, yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That that'll be the that's yeah. the fantasy football uh, yeah. matchup of the week. And it's not even like. Oh, wow, another deep bomb for 45 yards. It's like, oh, that guy caught, like, an out route and made three guys yeah. miss and ran to the end zone 45 yeah. yards. It's going to be those. Uh, heading to the 4 o'clock slate, the Oakland Raiders, who squeaked by with a little bit of help from the referees, uh, the Cleveland Browns, for John Gruden's first win in this new regime. They are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are getting minus 5.5. Um, you couldn't pay me any amount of money to lay five points with the L.A. Chargers against anybody, knowing that they're going to miss at least two field goals, knowing that there will be at least eight points that they're missing on the board, and you still need to lay five with this team. So now, I, I have Caleb Sturgis has been has been replaced, but are you under the impression so? that the Chargers... <laughs> Are you under the impression that the Chargers' kicking position is some sort of defense against dark arts type spot where there's yeah. a curse placed on it? Excellent Harry Potter reference, by the way, Craig. That Thanks. Was well played by you. Um... Jeez, yeah, that's, that's basically what it is at this point. Because I mean, isn't I, it like doesn't matter who the Chargers kicker is? Like, could the Chargers kicker be a robot that like makes a field goal for every other team, but somehow breaks down when he or yeah. she or whatever the the robot's gender is? Yeah. Maybe it's a gender neutral robot yeah. starts kicking the Chargers, and all of a sudden the leg explodes. Exactly, like it would run out of gas, or it would like the WD forty would just mysteriously go disappearing, or just it's just it does not matter who is kicking for the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't think. And, and least, let me tell you this. Sorry, finish your thought. No, I was just going to no. say, they leave points on the board every week. And oh, last, that's incredible. And last year, we had the over on the Chargers, and they came one short, and they blew, like, nine games, right? It was just, god damn it, it was so frustrating. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I, I think that, oh, wait, it's not actually, it was uh, Drew Kayser, the punter, who was replaced, not Caleb Sturgis, but I guess they think that the holder is the, I don't know how this any of this works. Oh, All I know is this. I've never cheered for a team that has a kicking trouble before. I just cannot 
imagine how much of a nightmare that would be. Like the, the Broncos have been pretty like pretty steadily went from Jason Elam to Matt Prater to Brandon McManus, and the, basically that's my my lifetime dream from the Broncos. They've had those three guys, and those those guys have always been reliable. In fact, Brandon McManus didn't miss a single kick in the year they won the Super Bowl uh, during the playoffs, and the points were badly badly needed by that team. So I just cannot imagine how nerve wracking and and physically upsetting it would be to cheer for a team that has kicking yeah. nightmares. That you're sitting at the you know 35 and you don't know if you're coming away with points. Yeah. Whereas exactly. in Denver, you're pretty confident you're getting three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Pierce, you're kind of in the same boat from yeah, the. I was just gonna say Jason, Jason Hansen and Matt Prater. Things have gone pretty well yeah, that way. Yeah, because I had 20 years of Jason Hansen of like all the things the lion problems the Lions have had over the you know my entire life. Kicking has strangely enough not been one of them. Like yep. we yeah, but uh, other than that, special teams has been a disaster my entire life. <laughs> but <laughs> but kicking. But they make been... the damn kicks. <laughs> yeah, they make the damn kicks. So that's oh. yeah, that, that's not bad. Um, so let's go to our, our missing kicks expert, Bill, I guess, over here <laughs> and ask him how. <laughs> Sorry, Billy, it was just. I had. Uh, Craig I put had it on a team for me there. In years and. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Here's the thing about the here's the, 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 the frustrating thing about both the Gary Anderson and Blair Walsh years yeah. was those guys were both excellent kickers Lights until out. they weren't. Yeah. yeah. Until they weren't. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. That's so bad. Uh, I don't know. You, like I said, you couldn't pay me to bet on this game. Uh, Bill, do you have any desire to bet on Oakland, Los Angeles? No. No significantly strong feelings there. Mm. Um. Kind of like probably the. Chargers a bit more. I think Oakland can get scored on quite a bit, and there's no reason. Like, if, if Oakland's going to get cut up by Cleveland, uh, is there really any reason that Phillip Rivers can't score five times? Probably. Oh, no, I think I think that the Chargers are going to win this game by a truckload. It doesn't really matter if how your kicker is doing if you score a touchdown every time. Yeah, you yeah. say that now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you say that now, but there'll be like two missed extra points and they'll only be up by 12 and then uh, just think point, about Oakland think will about score the, a garbage time touchdown and you'll be like, "Well, they missed those kicks, right?" <laughs> think about the Oakland pass rush or lack thereof this season. Mm. And think about Philip Rivers just back there finding people yeah. every yeah. time. That's that's that's, that, that's why I take the Chargers. I think, and the Chargers are they're they're okay. I think they're they're pretty good. They're pretty decently ranked. They're twelfth in DVOA. They, like this yeah. is a decent football team. It's just they're thirty first in fucking special teams because their kickers are just so <laughs> atrocious. Like it's just so. Bad. That is a problem. That oh, is a problem. God. I have a question uh, about Philip Rivers for you guys. Just he's obviously been consistently pretty good for a long time, mm-hmm. and he hasn't had the team success that the other guys from the 2004 draft, Manning and Roethlisberger, have had. But Philip Rivers is a slam dunk Hall of Famer, right? Despite oh, the fact absolutely. that he's been on some mediocre Chargers teams in the back half here, that's that's, yeah. that's not his fault. He has playoff wins in his resume. Like you and I were having a conversation earlier yeah. last week about whether or not Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer. Now I think he has Hall of Fame numbers, but the losing record slash zero playoff wins is going to be yeah. what I think inevitably Phillip, says no, yeah. right? That's true. I think, though, that the knock on Rivers is going to be he's playing the AC Championship game once. Yeah, but that that was on a torn ACL, though, in one of the like yes. greatest like, Iron oh, Man. Oh, it was a gutty performance, for sure. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is if you've only if you've only even been in that game once, it's, mm-hmm. that's... That's a tough sell, but again, like he's been on some teams where roster management has been horrendous, and that's not been his fault. So I, I, I think he's an interesting case. Yeah, I, that, that's yeah, that's a very good discussion. Actually, I mean, I think I think he is, but y- y- the arguments can be made that he should be left out. Um, Minnesota, Philadelphia, the marquee matchup of the Monday or of the four o'clock matchups, I would say. Oh, yeah. Uh, this will be America's Game of the Week on Fox, whatever it is they call it. Uh, agreed, agreed. Uh, Minnesota is heading to Philadelphia, and your boys are lay, are giving three points up to Philly, Bill. So you're getting three on the road. Standard three-point bump. Uh, Minnesota, so far, a bit of a rocky start to what we thought might be a, a Super Bowl contender. How do you feel about your boys right now? You know what? It, taking a loss on a Thursday in LA against the Rams by only seven—that's a positive result. I would say. Yeah, like that's—I'm yeah. not losing sleep over that. I'm not panicking. Obviously, that game about with Buffalo—I never want to think of again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think they 
they do win this game. I think this is a winnable game for them. I think there's no reason why they shouldn't win this game. I'll take the three points. That seems like a gift to me. I would have taken them at a pick them. Yeah, I, I like the Vikings here too. Um, Carson Wentz doesn't quite look like himself just yet. Uh, and I don't know if he's going to get there. The Eagles offense looks discombobulated a little bit. The Eagles defense hasn't looked like uh, it, it did last season either. Um, I still think the Eagles are a good team. But no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm taking the Vikings here. I think that the you throw the Buffalo game out. That was just a bizarre game. That game, like, the, that might wind up going into the books as the best game the Rams get in L.A. this season. The Rams are, and we'll talk about them in a second, obviously. The Rams are a great football team. A great football team, and that may go into the book as the, as the best game they get in LA this season. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I I just have this as a stay away because I don't know. Like you could talk me into either side of this. I just don't think I'm gonna bet on this either way. Uh, yeah, Wentz is like a couple of weeks away from getting really nasty again. I yeah. Think. And yeah, I mean, and like, there's nothing the Eagles can do. They have to play. I mean, he's got to, he's got yeah. to play his way out of this. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's like, and I watched a lot of that game against Tennessee, and that the offense just wasn't wasn't what you want. And again, they should have. Philadelphia probably still should have won that game, and Tennessee was just butt fucking lucky to have done that. Uh, God, so bad. I hate it. Um, oh, now we've entered the Drakes. This is the worst game of the week, I think. Arizona at San Francisco. Yes, and a Jimmy. Here, here's here's how you know it's the worst game of the week. Mm. A team starting C.J. Beathard at quarterback is giving four points. Yeah, God. that's a weird thing to say. You should, I mean, we should be taking Arizona here, should we not? Like, cause yeah, San and Francisco here's the thing: is inexplicably getting an extra point and a half. Yes, yes. Here's the thing: I thought Rosen was okay. Yeah, other, uh, on Sunday, what Great. did you think? Like, I, I I thought he was okay. Yeah, I thought um, they're they, like the Cardinals. And the offense looked competent. Like, they remember they have David Johnson on their team again, which yes. is a good thing to remember. I understand they've been down by twenty most of the season, so mm-hmm. it's easy to forget. But it turns out giving David Johnson the ball is helpful. <laughs> they're yeah, they're oh, the thing that I that scares me is the like I mentioned the zero and four against the spread, and I took them earlier, so obviously I'm a little once bit twice shy on on taking this Cardinals team. But they, that offense is, is, is they're ready to bust loose. They, they, no. they put that nonsense with Sam Bradford playing quarterback behind them. They've got the guy you should have been playing from the beginning in right now. They're, the defense, though, is, is, is bad. Very bad, yes, very yeah. bad. And defenses rarely travel on the road. Uh, C.J. Beathard was okay last week. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was decent. But like we, here's what I will say about C.J. Beathard, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about C.J. Beathard is. Um, if if he's even remotely competent, he's running an offense that has been designed by Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. and you know that's you have to take that that's, into that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, if, if yeah, if you're if if you're talking about you know whether someone's a good driver or not, well, if you're giving them keys to a Porsche, well, as long as they don't crash it, you know, exactly. and, and and Kyle Shanahan is the uh, is the is the Porsche of offensive coordinators, unless it's Sean McVay. We'll talk about him in a minute, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think Beathard's okay, but I still think that the Cardinals are the play here. You're right. Yeah, I, this is a whole I know that you thing. won't be taking them, but no, I, I think I, the, I, the Cardinals. Yeah, but. I think that's the play, though, because like, for San Francisco, to me, it's just inexplicably getting an extra point and a half. And, and it you know what Arizona could really use? Larry Fitzgerald is really banged up, and that's really obvious when you watch them. Yeah, he's got the is hammy. Larry is not even close to where he normally is. They could really use him on third down, and he's just not where you need him at. Yeah. Those third and fives that he catches seven yeah. of in the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. They're 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 really hurting for those right now. You feed Johnson twice, and he can sometimes get you the first down, but when you're third and super manageable, Larry was pretty reliable there. Yeah, and he's just not – he just can't get the separation right now. Just just watch him run his routes. It's just not – it's not the same. And, yeah, he's he's never been a guy who's truly relied on speed. Like, obviously, there's been a, a lot of physicality with his game too, but you can just tell he's not right when you watch him. Yeah, he's definitely nursing a hamstring injury or something. Uh, anything to add to this one, Bill? No. I mean, I, I do like Arizona more. I think Arizona, as horrifying as they've looked, will be revitalized a little bit. Um, I think they do play a little bit better. I think they get back to some of the basics. Um, I think they're going to not 
go 0 and 16 against the spread. Maybe this is the. <laughs> <way they're gonna laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, I just yeah that is impossible. Although we did watch that Cleveland team cover in the first week and then go one and fifteen the rest of the way against. The <laughs> so, so there there are those there are those times when it does happen. I feel like a kid from Angels in the Outfield. It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> Cleveland, so we're, like, we're not yeah, even asking him to win. We're just asking him to cover, cover the spread. The spread. <laughs> there should be some sort of reverse Angels in the Outfield. Hey, when are we going to be a family again? When the Browns lose against the spread 15 weeks in a row, yeah. and then there's Angels like helping the other team, yeah. I'd watch that. That'd be all right. Yeah. Oh god. All right. Last game of the four o'clock slate, and it could potential to be a beauty. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams are heading into Seattle. The Rams are laying seven on the road, and it's another hold your nose and take the team you don't want to take. The Rams are four zero against the. Spread. Red, but they're uh, Earl Thomas is Dude. hurt. All of the money is on the Rams. You're oh god, you're just supposed to hold your nose and take Seattle. But god damn it, it's tough. It's not easy. It's not easy to do it. But <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. This is a Seattle. this is a stay away for me. I understand that you're getting seven points with the Seahawks at home, which like when when is that? When was the last time that happened? Not since the <laughs> getting new a full era. touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Not since the Russell like certainly Wilson never in the Russell era Wilson era of Seattle's yeah. football. Um. But the Rams, man, like this this team, I think is special. Yeah, they're they're just firing on all cylinders. And Sean McVay, you know, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. If you're someone who gets off on offensive scheme, and I am, mm. uh, it's just it's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to watch. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's a, a Cowboys fan this week, and we were just going back and forth about you know what the the Cowboys need to do different. He's obviously someone who wants to see Jason Garrett lose his job, and I totally understand that because look at all these creative and interesting ways the Rams get their skill guys the ball. And yeah, there's no Brandon Cooks and there's no Robert Woods or whatever on the Cowboys, and that's fine. But think about all the interesting ways that they get Todd Gurley the football, and the the Cowboys do almost none of that stuff with Ezekiel Elliott. And I I I, I don't know. I just the the lack of imagination and have had an offensive line that could open up holes a truck could drive through, do they need to be creative? They, they don't have it as yeah, much. They don't have it right now because Frederick's hurt. But Exactly. So um, now they need to get creative. But in their defense, they've had five years where they had absolutely no interest in being creative. No, I, I, I get that. But if, I, there's no downside to creativity. All I'm saying is uh, when, when you're seeing coaches do stuff like Andy Reid is doing. I know what that's weird to say because Andy Reid's been in the league for a long time, or stuff like Kyle Shanahan's doing, or stuff like Sean McVay's doing. Like Sean McVay is a, a, a bloody football savant. Um, I think that if you're a team that's running a really unimaginative offense, like say I'll say it, the Denver Broncos are one of those teams. It, it, it gets frustrating, and you think to yourself, okay, why can't we start doing some of the fun stuff yeah. and some of the interesting stuff? The, or the Eagles is another good example of doing interesting stuff. Um, well, the good coaches are going to adapt to their weaknesses, right? Yes. Yeah, the Bengals are an ex- are, are an example of, hey, let's do some interesting stuff. Um, it's uh, the, the the league is evolving, and and the the the, the truly great offenses, you be able to tell who they are, and the Rams are, are definitely that, and the defense is good too. It's hard to block this team when you have Sue and you have uh, uh, when you have uh, when you have Aaron Donald playing next to each other. Like that's obviously difficult. Uh, I've. I don't what think the Seahawks done this year to make you think that they can keep up with this Rams team. Uh, literally nothing. Yeah. I mean, they squeaked by the Cardinals. They lost to the Bears. Uh, they beat the Cowboys, and that was a pretty good game. They lost to the Broncos, who might be a, a middle of the road team. Yeah. They've done nothing this year to make you think. Well, they're one of the best teams in the league, but they'll be able to keep it within seven. Will they? I I hear all I, this, I just... and it's all valid, but. From a gambling perspective, no money is coming in on Seattle. You have a home team that is getting seven points. This is a classic trap game for the Rams coming off the the, the win they just had on Monday night. The Rams ten are also days getting ago. The, the ten days ago rest that, that that is a thing, right? But it's just just from like I, I'm just saying this is this is one of the scenarios like we, we were saying all the same things about Detroit two weeks ago and the sun not quite exactly the same but I'm, it, it's similar from a gambling perspective of the New England Detroit game and the sharps just did the thing where they just held their nose and they took the, they took Detroit with the plus six 
against New England, and all of a sudden they were laughing, at, you know, like halfway through the third quarter because there was no way New England was covering that minus seven they were laying on the road. Yeah. Right? And it's just, no, I I get that. This well, is just what the gambling. This is just what. Yeah, the I get do, I get what right? you're saying from a gambling perspective. I don't yeah. think Seattle's even is even close to as good as the Lions are, mm. and I think that the Rams are the best team in the league. I just like. Oh, I, yeah, do, you, I do you really want? Do you really want Seattle plus seven in the second quarter? It's already seven nothing Rams, and Jared Goff is dropping back, and you're thinking to yourself, at least three guys are open right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, is that is that what man. you want? Like, I'm like I, I can understand not wanting to give seven points on the road. I get that. But I just would have no interest in having money on Seattle here. None. And that's clearly the gambling community feels the same way. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah, that's the public money, though. You don't necessarily want to trust that. Fair um, enough. Uh, I, I just, I, like, where does this line settle, do you think? Does, does this stay where it is? Or I, did... I, I, well, it might move, but I don't expect like a huge movement. Like if, we, if you and I check back in Sunday morning, I might see 7.5. But I don't think you'll see it go down or... Up that much. I, I, I'm one. I, I was kind of wondering if you could get get it to eight or eight and a half. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think seven and a half is where this game would max out. If if, yeah. if you ask me, I think I think we're. I yeah, think you we're know what? They're not gonna they're not gonna bump it up to eight and a half because they're gonna have the same thing happen with the Denver Kansas City game. Yeah, exactly. Whereas it starts at Denver minus five, a couple of books offer Kansas City minus three and a half, or Denver plus five rather, a couple of books offer Kansas City minus three and a half, and all of a sudden Kansas City wins by four, and they're paying out a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't, they don't <laughs> care for that. No, um, no. Yeah, but what you know what they really don't like is when somehow red and black both pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't like that at all. The winner is both. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we move on from this game, we must spend at least a couple seconds talking about Earl Thomas flipping off his own sideline as yes, he's getting please. carted off. Um, I just I, I sent you this, uh, this message, Craig, and I stand by it, and it was just that somewhere – uh, Le'Veon Bell was watching Earl Thomas get carded flipping off the sideline and just did the captain hold. If you're a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan, just does the captain hold. Vindication! <laughs> See, like... I, I'm thinking he did more of a, all the vindications ago, but I'm thinking he did more of a uh, Hunger Games-style salute. Yeah, something <laughs> like, like that. Oh, yeah. okay, someone just went down. Well, I will I will avenge you. Yeah, exactly. Just... Um, I will I... say for, for Earl Thomas's... Uh, Pete, Pete Carroll was saying, cut Earl Thomas a break. Like, I don't think anyone was mad at Earl Thomas, Pete. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I think that's, that you guys might, shouldn't yeah. be so you guys shouldn't be so hard on Earl Thomas. Uh, I, I I I don't think anyone was mad at him. I think no. everyone's like, oh, okay, it's too bad that happened. It's too bad he didn't get his money beforehand because you guys are dicks. Yeah, well, he may have been that may have been directed less at the media and more at the like NFL who were <laughs> yeah. about to fine him heavily. Right? Yes, for, that's for true. That sort of thing. So there is that aspect of it, but like. I, oh, I, I totally get it because look, and, oh, and yeah. here's what frustrates, and, and maybe I, get, I know that the situations are different because Le'Veon Bell doesn't have a contract right now and Earl Tom is dead. But if you're an NFL player, like the other sports, if you don't show up to work when you have a contract, I don't have a lot of time for that because, you know, I know everyone wants to go get their money and that's fine. But if you played poorly, the other team doesn't, your team doesn't get to stop paying you. Football, though, it's so dangerous and the contracts aren't guaranteed. Like, if you if you don't think you're getting what you're worth, especially if you play running back, Le'Veon Bell, stay home. Just yeah. <laughs> fucking stay home. Like yeah, I don't like, begrudge them one bit yeah. for any of this. No, Earl, like Earl Thomas, I'm just like, yeah, meh. <laughs> That's probably what I would have. I would have come close to doing something like that, of flipping off the sidelines. So I was getting guarded <laughs> off like that. God, that was so bad. That was eh. still funny though. All right. The Sunday Nighter, the Texas Death Match, old school Dallas heading. I have no desire to watch this game. No, me neither. I'm going to bed. God, (laughs) this sucks so much. Uh, Dallas at Houston. Houston giving three. What say you, Billy? Houston, I guess. Um, I I like Houston better. Dallas has just done nothing to impress me this year. Nothing. Even that, that, yeah, Cowboys defense? What, where, where are they at in DVOA if you have that in front of you, Pierce? Let's find out together, shall we? Because, like, the eye test, I mean, they've been okay. Uh, overall, Dallas is 24th in DVOA. Their defensive rank is 20th. Oh, wow. Okay, I thought it was going to be higher than DVOA. that. Yeah, 20th, 23rd offense, 15th special teams for the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, I thought, I thought the DVOA was going to be higher than that in the defense. I know the offense has been bad. Houston, uh, despite everything that's happened, are ranked 13th in DVOA. Yeah, yeah. Houston's not good, at least from certainly an offensive perspective. Um, 
Although they Deshaun won that looked a little sports. better. Deshaun and, and and Wentz are are in the yeah. uh, are in the same category of they're they're still like a couple weeks away from really like busting loose. The difference yeah. is Houston's offensive line is such trash that, that Deshaun's think... got to be running for his life a little bit more yeah. than Wentz. Yeah. I guess I guess I like the Texans, but I I, I don't want to bet on this game from the perspective yeah. of I don't know if I want to actually watch it. Yeah, there's that. I, I I think you're. I completely agree with you, Craig. I think I think if you want a side of this, you want Houston because I just I think that they're the better team. And I mean, Bill O'Brien's a lot of things, but he'll be the better coach in this game, oddly enough. And this is his like. I, well, I guess last week was kind of his like I might get fired if I lose this game match, but trying uh, to get fired. Yeah. Um, to get fired. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. Dallas just isn't good, and I don't. Their defense is okay, but uh, do they have the horses to take care of this? Take advantage of this Houston? No, I don't think offensive so. Offensive line to the uh, obviously Lawrence is going to be causing some problems, but that's going to be about the gist of it. Uh, yeah, I, I I think the minus three is what you want to look, but it's a stay away for me because I don't want to trust either one of these teams with my money. And I trusted no. Houston with a lot of my money at the beginning of the season, and and I don't yeah. care for it whatsoever. Uh, anything to add to this one, Billy? No, I think both of these teams I probably would have trusted with a bit of money at the beginning of this season, but both of these teams have just been so underwhelming. I mean, of the two of them, They've each scored more than 26 points once. Like, I mean, they're two teams that are known to have decent offenses, and they're not even scoring. So I think this is going to be an ugly game, not that fun to watch. I do think Houston is a better team, though. I, I like them better on paper, so I'd go with them. All right. Monday Nighter, and... I'm excited for this one. Yeah, second week in a row, the Monday Nighter has been better than the Sunday Nighter. So here we go. Washington heading to New Orleans. New Orleans laying seven and a half. Drew Brees, uh, two hundred and ten yards away from breaking Peyton Manning's passing record, which shocked me when I heard that because I was like, "Whoa, wait! I thought I thought we were a couple years away from 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 Brees doing that, but apparently we're not." And uh, you know, I love it when a, when a Favre record gets toppled. So uh, I'm I'm excited for this one. Um, uh, my hot take is that I think gambling-wise, I think you want Washington in, in the plus six and a half in this one. What do you think, Craig? I don't know, man. I um, I think that that's what my gut tells me too. I'm extremely worried about how good the Saints offense is. Washington with the with the coming off the bye week have had two weeks to prepare yeah, for this game. That's yeah. true. That's true. And the Saints defense is is not obviously great. not been good. Not yeah. been good at all. Um, but Alvin Kamara, man. Yeah. Like, that guy is... New Orleans gets... I, uh, uh, what's his face back? Uh, uh, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, thank you. Is And, and this is, like, I, I'm asking this in, in all seriousness, in all sincerity. Is is Kamara the best offensive player in the league right now? Uh, no, Patrick Mahomes is the best offensive player in the league right now. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's a fair one. But uh, Kamara is really good. If, yeah, if we go non-quarterbacks, I think you, you absolutely have a case there. Yeah, yeah. You still have to consider Antonio. Well, yeah, I know Antonio Brown's obviously a very good football player, but Kamara's just—he's uh, unbelievable. And he's gonna get and, and, like it's—you'd think, you would think, and I mean maybe from a fantasy football perspective, you get worried about Mark Ingram cutting into his, cutting into yeah. his carries and stuff. But, but it it just from doesn't. A, we saw it last year. It helps open up so much more stuff for Kamara, yeah. right? Like, and from a New Orleans Saints perspective, you're yeah. limiting Kamara's pitch count. Exactly, you're you're limiting his pitch count, so he's fresher. You don't need him because they were using him for those bangers when you only need like yeah. two yards. You don't have to do that anymore. Now you can just let Ingram do it because that's exactly. his bread and butter. Exactly, yep. exactly. They slot right back into their usual spots and like. Yep. And, and the thing about yeah. this offense is, and speaking of guys who've been doing it for a long time that are innovative, here's one, Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, the thing about this offense is, I think they might go back now to we're going to try to run it most of the time, but if we need Drew Brees, that's yeah, a th- yeah that's still there, you know. Yeah, I'm just wondering if if Sean Payton, because you know Sean Payton likes to set records time and time again. I just wonder if his eyes get a little too big in this game and is just like, we got to have Brees no, chucking it dude. around already. If it, if it if it was 400, I'd say, oh yeah, maybe that's a thing. Yeah, like it's just he's gonna bad, have two, yeah. he's gonna have 200 by halftime. Yeah, yeah Brees gets 200 on yeah, a bad day, so bad. I don't think he needs to go too crazy. 
I think the question you got to ask in this situation is, is, can Washington move the ball steadily? And I, I think, they can. I, think yeah. I think yeah. Uh, I think the answer is yes, which means give me six points. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, if if Washington's able to move the ball and so is New Orleans, they'll at least be going one for one. And I think they will be able to to move the ball on this New Orleans team. Some books, by the way, are offering six and a half on this. Some books are offering seven and a half. So if you're if you're enamored with the Washington uh, portion of this, yeah. try to try to find one of those seven and a half books because yeah. that's a that's a that's a big point. I agree. I think I think I would. Yeah, I'm gonna go find those seven and a half. Um, all right, so that's it for week five. Uh, we are about to do our week five picks. Friends of the show picks this week are being provided by the Sports Dance. Uh, Greg from the Sports Dance sent us a little clip. We'll throw to that right after we're done talking here in the next couple of minutes. Uh, currently, I am in first place in our picks after back-to-back four-in-one weeks. I'm going to try to keep it going, although I hate this week. And I'm going to have some wild ones. I think you guys are going to disagree with some of these. I'm going to take the Colts plus the 10. I just think there's too many points. Um, I'm holding my nose, and I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. Plus, I'm going to, I'm going to get one of these. Ten- like, Tennessee, they're, they're bad. They're going to, they're going to choke. I, I would like to see them actually straight-up lose this game. That would make me very happy. Um, I'm going to take that Washington plus 6.5 that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm holding my nose and I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. And I'm I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Seattle plus the 7. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm if I regret that if I come to regret that one I'm going to come to regret that one, but I just I, I If there's ever a point this year where someone is going to yell, he's spinning the ball on his finger. Yeah. Just take <laughs> it. <laughs> Actually the don't the Rams have a I think they've got a matchup against the Bills scheduled later. Oh, like okay, that. that's it's the like, he's spinning the ball on his finger yeah, game. Yeah, I could be wrong about that, but for yeah, sure I, yeah. uh, I just the, somebody has a, a matchup against the Bills where I was just like, "Oh boy." Well, the Patriots are going to play them twice, but True. yeah, yeah the Patriots don't have that same sense of danger that the Rams would or Kansas City would. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, Billy Boy, second place. Go ahead, sir. Mm-hmm. I will take. I'm going to go with the Bengals this time. I will go with the Washington Football Club as well. I will take Matty Ice and Atlanta. I will, of course, take my boys, Minnesota. I bet against them when they play Buffalo. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> that, that was Well, I guess comical. I could have been happier. That was uh-huh. quite comical what it happened. Yeah, you might, you, you oh. maybe, maybe could have been happier if they had, say, won by 16 as opposed yeah. to losing by 20, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen uh, someone cover uh, a spread quite like that, though, Bill. I was like, I was 42 points clear. <laughs> <laughs> I felt safe. The yeah. whole game, I felt safe. <laughs> uh, and I will take the dominant powerhouse of the Cardinals. Oh, God, I just, I really wanted to pull the trigger on that one. I, I think you're, I think you're going to get that one, Billy. Because, like, Cardinals could win that game for fuck's sake. They should win this game. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Craig Needles in third, but barely in third place. Only because of the push uh, that you had with... Uh, who did you have the push with? Oh, Seattle last week. Uh, yeah. So, who you got? All right. Uh, I'm with Bill on Cincinnati. Yeah, I like it. They've been so good to yeah. us. No, no, they're, I, think, I just think they're really good. Yeah. Um, I am taking the Giants plus seven. I'm with Bill on the Falcons. Um, I and I, I went back and forth. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus a three, and then I'm going to wrap it up with the Chargers minus five and a half. Oh, so. you silly bastard! Well, no, that's, that's how I feel. When the Chargers win that game by three, I just want you to look. I, I just want you to turn to either your daughter or your wife and just say Matt was right. Okay? Like when they when, right. they when they when they win that game by two and they miss four field goals or whatever it is, I just want you to be like, you know what? Four extra points. Yeah, yeah. Matt was right on that one. <laughs> F and charges. Uh, Alright, Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, we're available on iTunes. Please uh, rate us on iTunes, but only five-star reviews if you can. 
And as always, uh, please download, but you don't necessarily have to listen to this podcast. Uh, coming up, uh, we're probably going to sneak in. we got Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. I'm going to try to sneak out to see that new Venom movie, which is getting some hilarious reviews. I'm very excited to see this. It's supposed to be really terrible. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm very excited to see this and talk about this one. Um, so we'll probably get a few guys from the comic book side on to talk about that one. And then, of course, you guys will be back next week with our week six predictions. So um, we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Uh, thank you very much, you guys, for doing this. And let's go ahead and throw it to the guys uh, from the Sports Dance. Hey everyone, this is Greg from the Sports Dance. I am your week five friend of the show, guest picker. I want to give a quick shout out thanks to the Crossover Podcast for having me. And if you like what you hear, come give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at the Sports Dance. Uh, on, at Instagram, on Twitter, I am Sports Dance underscore with two S's in the middle. You know, feel free to check me out. I'd appreciate it. So without further ado, I got a slew of games I'm going to go over with you. Give my thoughts and opinions on each of the point spreads. And, you know, let's try to make a little money this week. Let's have a little fun. Spend some of the hard-earned cash. So, we're going to start with some 1 o'clock games. We got one that really interests me. It's the Jags and the Chiefs. We just saw the Chiefs pull out a nice win in Denver on Monday Night Football. And Pat Mahomes, I mean, the guy can ball. Let's just righty or lefty. I mean, if you didn't see that left-handed throw... You should go check it out. It's pretty impressive. It's very far esque as a lot of people are saying. Uh, it's a three-point spread in favor of Kansas City. Uh, this matchup is going to be interesting. Very good defensive team in the Jags against a very high-powered offense in the Chiefs. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs to cover. I think they win by more than three. Mahomes kind of seems like he's an unstoppable force right now. The Jags, although they're good, their offense at times can sputter. And the Chiefs showed against Denver that... They don't have to allow 40 points every single week. So, you know, maybe they only allowed 20. And we saw the Jags offense only put up six a few weeks ago against the Tennessee Titans. So I'm going with Kansas City to cover the spread there because right now it's at three. And I just can't see Kansas City having that close of a game right now. So moving on to our next game, an interesting pairing, the Dolphins and Bengals. Both teams are three and one. Not something I thought I was going to see this season. I don't think anybody did. Dolphins suffered their first loss against the Patriots this last week and looked like we all thought they were going to. The Bengals put off a nice one against the Falcons in a high-scoring affair. Right now, the line is Cincy, favored by six. And I think they're going to cover. I mean, plain and simple, they got A.J. Green, Giovanni Bernard is still playing really well. And Andy Dalton, you know, actually looks like a competent quarterback back there this year. And he's looking good. Their defense, they're going to have to step up a little bit. Not too much, though. It's the Dolphins, so I wouldn't worry about that that much. The Dolphins and Tannehill, you know, offensively, they're kind of up and down. We saw this week he did absolutely zero squat nothing when it came to fantasy points. Thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate you putting in that hard work. So I'm going with the Bengals again to cover the six-point spread. I think they went by more than a touchdown easily. Next. Two teams that we all thought were going to be doing much better at this point in the season and aren't. Yeah, the Falcons and Steelers. The Steelers are favored with three points at home, which, you know, I can see why you might do that. But I'm taking the points and the Falcons. I think the Falcons win this game, get to two and three, while the Steelers fall to a dismal one, three, and one. Le'Veon Bell apparently not coming back till week seven or eight. They need to convince him to come back sooner because this team is struggling without him. They cannot run the ball. Connor had a great week one, but he has done nothing since. And the Falcons have an offense that can compete with the Steelers. And I just don't see the Steelers defense being able to hold up. They are not a steel curtain. They're more like a shower curtain at this point. So I can see Pittsburgh even winning by three or more, let alone covering. So I'm taking the points. I'm taking the Falcons. Even if the Falcons don't win, I think it's by less than a field goal, uh, by a field goal or less. So we move to the 425 slot. I got one game there. It's a rematch of the NFC Championship game from last year. Vikings Eagles. 
Eagles are favored by three at home. They had a tough loss on the road. I can see them coming out strong and tough. But the Vikings also are going to be coming out looking for a W after a tough loss against the Rams in a gunslinging shootout. I think there's going to be a little more of a defensive battle in the teens, maybe the 20s. But I'm going with a push. I don't think the Eagles win by more than three. I think it's a close game. I think it comes down to a field goal either at the end of the game or the Eagles have to hold strong at the end to try to prevent the Vikings from scoring at all. I mean, Wentz is kind of getting back into a rhythm. They got Alshon Jeffrey back. But, you know, the Vikings have Thielen and Diggs, who are also doing work. Dalvin Cook has looked abysmal. He cannot run the ball. So, you know, there's that going for the Eagles defense. They had to set to stop the run and worry about the throw. But overall, I see a push happening here. Last and not least, we have the Sunday night football game where it's an in-state Texas battle of the Cowboys versus the Texans. The Texans are favored right now at three and a half, and I think they cover that. Deshaun Watson so showed his old self this week. Yeah, I know, he's a second-year quarterback, but he showed what he did last year, puts up the big numbers, puts up the offensive onslaught, and the Cowboys, let's be honest, were lucky to win last week. Don't know how they did it. People, Cowboy fans are like, Dak and Zeke, that's all we need, Dak and Zeke. Well, you have Zeke. He may or may not play at this point. He's got some ankle issues. And Dak? Dak's not that great. Let's all be honest here. We, You would rather have Romo back if you were a Cowboys fan, and you don't even try to deny it. So I think the Texans cover. Those are my five picks, so I'll go over them quickly again. I have the Chiefs covering. I have the Bengals covering. I have the Falcons taking the points. I have the Eagles in a push. And I have the Texans covering. Those are my five picks. Thank you again to the Crossover Podcast for having me on as the friend of the week. And I'll see you guys soon.